can we just talk about for a second uh, how scared I was that Logan was going to sleep through this? No lie. Okay, so no lie. Whenever I got on and I saw out of the three of us, there's two little green dots and his oh doesn't show up as a dot. Oh my god, he's dude, not here. Dude, I when I when I when I first put in that oh, message, like I I put in that like, "Hey, uh I'll be able to be on at 11. Uh everything's good." Like Neil responded and Logan didn't, and I'm like, "God damn it. God, please." Please, please, Logan, Wait, please. Are you sure that I was on at that time? What? No, it's, it, it still doesn't, at least on mine, it still doesn't show that you're it on. It shows that you're on That's on so mine. weird. It shows that you're because on on mine. Because when you sent that, I was awake when you sent that and already on my on my PC. Like, like the Discord, like I typed up, getting set up now should be ready at 11. Let me know when you guys are on and ready. And yeah, then, no, I read it. I was there when you sent I it. I know, but Neil responded. You didn't. And then I was I like, I, need, I feel like I needed a response. I was like, okay, I'll be ready. You to need a response just because of how many times you slept through the podcast when you were at co-host. Okay. I was so at, scared. At time, I was fishing. Though, I also did sleep until like two or three in the afternoon. <laughs> I was fishing directly for a response from you and I didn't get it. And I was like, no, please, no. please don't, don't, don't ghost us again. <laughs> no, this is late for me now. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Ryan with Old Man Gaming, and for whatever reason, you have decided to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. So, with me, as always, is Neil, aka Tiny Wizard. Uh, we also have a guest today, but we'll get to that in a second. First, let's get the credits out of the way. Uh, number one, if you're watching this on YouTube, all of the original graphics you are seeing uh, in front of the timestamps were uh, designed and uh, put together by Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then, of course, our theme song for this show and all of the shows on the channel is my brother, Nick Van Siders. He was also a guest on, the, on last week's show, and that was a very entertaining show. I urge you guys to go check that out. Uh, but we thank him for all of his original music. Horrible Gaming Podcast. So, as I said, top of the show, we have a guest today. Um, and uh, it's kind of weird because he's a guest and also kind of not a guest since he's, uh, his logo and name are still on our, uh, on our, title, uh, our title graphic. So... Night six four five, aka Logan. Hi, welcome back to the show, buddy. What's good? <laughs> this is like Edge's return right here. Edge's return I'm back. Nice, nice. Yeah. Ooh. Welcome back, man. Um, yeah, your your stuff is still all over the show, but you are back uh, to yeah. guest <laughs> with us today. Gotta uh, have to come back. My logo's on it. <laughs> Uh, you know, honestly, I've been trying to have it removed. Um, <laughs> no, no hate generated no, towards your way, no, no, but I like understand. I understand. the guy who does our graphics, Mark Bell, has been very busy yeah. lately. So I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna bug him, but God, I need to get that off there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's understandable. 
So, uh, so Logan, you've been doing some streaming, man. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, we're going to have a very stream-heavy topic show today uh, to favor that, but, uh, but how have you been doing in the streaming surface? So, yeah, I started streaming. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, it actually blew up, which is doing very well. Um, I, I expected it to take longer. But basically, I averaged like two views for like two months, and then just out of nowhere, my stream just blew up, and now I average like eight viewers, I believe, with a high of twenty-four. Right, that's not bad. That's really not bad in the streaming circles. And I do want to say though to everybody out there, uh, Logan has not been easy about it. You stream yep. a yep. lot of the day, <laughs> like a lot of the day. I stream every single day from nine a.m. to three. That's a lot of streaming, and I've seen you on in the in in the evening too. Sometimes, yeah. If if I game, I stream. Okay. So especially during October, you got to get a little horror in. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. A little phasmophobia. Got to do that during the nighttime. All the lights off. So you're so you're actually making money off that right now. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to ask you if it's all right with you because, yep. I, I mean, financials is a little bit strange, but I'm very interested in... Oh, no, I'm fully open with this. Okay, I'm fully interested in the, the business side of this. How, how much do you make off that? Because we've been doing the YouTube channel forever, and I haven't made a damn thing. So, uh, and this, this, could, this could go into like a whole Twitch rant, but any of my viewers know. Um, so, Twitch actually does not pay you a single dime if you don't make over a hundred dollars okay that month, that month which is really ridiculous that is ridiculous so, so right now i will get paid based on actual pure donations okay like if somebody donated a dollar to exactly me and just to my paypal basically then i will get that dollar okay if, if somebody subscribes to me or anything like that I don't get that money right now because I'm not a big enough channel. I see. I see. So, so you're working. So you're getting straight donations then. Exactly. Exactly. You get a hundred percent of the donations, and the rest of it has to be bigger. I mean, so, in a way, that's the same as YouTube. It's just mm. we don't have any way to donate to us. So I can see my profits, and I can see I can see my profits, and I'm actually close, but I'm not quite there yet because advertisements. Um, bits and donate and um, sub subscribers. Mm -hmm. I only make a portion of that amount. Actually, I only make a percentage amount since I'm not uh, I'm not partnered. Okay. All Once right. you get partnered, then you get to like argue your contract a little bit with Twitch and all that. But if you're just affiliate like me, you make fifty percent of what you actually get. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. So does that does that fifty? percent count against the hundred dollars so like if yes. you were to get that so then you have to get to a hundred dollars before you can get fifty dollars basically yes yes okay so i to make any money off this you would have to make two hundred dollars off your stream to get them to send you anything okay i see i see yeah yeah, yeah. And so that, but that's for subscriptions. So donations, though, are a hundred percent yours. If you set it up like that, which I did, yes. Okay. I, I've I've currently set it up so that any any donations I get go directly to me. Can you set it up so that the donations go towards the hundred dollars? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. All right. You you can set it up that way. Just 
it, it doesn't make as much sense because it, you don't make as much off donations because it, it doesn't give too much back to them. All right. Well, like, we've talked too much about money. This isn't fun <laughs> for anybody other than me and Neil, I think. Uh, so what games do you play mainly on your on your uh, your uh, stream? Oh, I forgot words there for a second. <laughs> you're good. You're good. So I've I mainly play Road Company. That's a, a newer game. Newer, newer game out there, high res, of course. Yeah, I know, dude. You just cannot get away from that company. No, it, it was actually the game that they pushed down for Rome Morale. They've been making Rogue Company for five years now. And they they basically had the game almost made, but then they pushed it away because of how well, like, Realm Royales did, like Battle Royales. Yeah. So then they pushed that down and threw out Realm Royale and threw a bunch of people in that. And obviously, we know where that went. <laughs> yeah, Realm. So, we, uh, pour one out for Realm Royale. Actually. And so now they finally brought this back and made it into a thing. It's actually, in my opinion, it's one of the most well-thought-out high-res games that there is out right now. Well, that's good. That's with, good. with Smite being out there. I have seen your stuff on it. I, I do frequently tune into your stream. Uh, I got to support my brothers. Um, mm. But uh, uh, I, I'm, I've played Rogue Company. I was good at it for like 10 seconds, and then everybody in the world got great at it, and then it was like, I'm not good at this <laughs> anymore. Um, but, but yeah, okay. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to like plug real quick at the top of the show before we get into the meeting? Um, the meet I'm not. The no, WhatsApp? I'm not saying the it. What? No, I almost did it again. No, the meet no, and the no. greet. No, God. Mm. I talk no good. <laughs> um, let's hear plugs. Um, if you if you want to find me on basically anything, just type in night six four five. I got Twitter. I got dis. I got Discord. I got uh, Twitch. It, it's it's a lot easier just to go to my Twitch and all the links are literally there. Yeah. Just yeah. just for clickability. Uh, all right. So uh, let's move on to fan interaction then. Horrible gaming podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first, uh, our first segment, and probably our favorite. That's fan interaction. That's where we talk to you guys, the fans. We uh, we read your comments on the YouTubes and the other places that we get them. Uh, we also use your comments to decide the horrible arena winner from the last week. Uh, sometimes we ask you a question if we're feeling froggy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, right off the bat, Phil Billy had a lot to say last, uh, last week, and we appreciate it. He starts with, that GameStop getting money from Xbox digital sales thing makes no sense to me. Maybe you guys can help me out with this. What possibly could be in it for Microsoft with this deal? Microsoft is a business, not a charity, so this isn't adding up in my head. To which I did respond, and I said, Microsoft gets a brick and more... <sighs> oh, Sorry, guys. I think I'm fine back cold here. Uh, Microsoft gets a brick-and-mortar locations uh, that now can do the all-access financing for Series S and X. Before this, was only, uh, before this, the only place you could actually get that awesome financing deal was through Microsoft stores directly. Their platform has been all about this financing scheme, but really there were very few locations where you could actually acquire it. Uh, that being said, I still think GameStop is getting the lion's share on this deal. To which he responded again, yeah, it definitely seems lopsided to me, and it just doesn't make business sense in my head. 
Kev Tutal also jumped in on this and said, also now GameStop is going to push Xbox sales over PS5 or Switch. Also watch for in-store signage to shift heavily in Xbox's favor. Okay. Um, I I kind of agree with you, Phil. I really do. Um, I do feel like the lion's share is going to GameStop with that digital sales thing, but... I do also think that Xbox really, really, really desperately needed a place where you could get that financing deal uh, in person. Well, on top of that, it's it's not just for the new consoles. The biggest bulk of this deal was the implementation of Microsoft products for the employees. So right. now instead of iPads, they're going to be using Surfaces, um, Microsoft like actual like Microsoft brand computers for any sort of work that they do, as well as like a company wide uh, subscription essentially for uh, Office 365 for the company to do all of its business. So, I mean, Microsoft is getting a pretty good deal. That's on not that's not a good thing for Microsoft, though, man. I don't know why outside you're outside of outside of the gaming space. That's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, outside of the gaming um, space, that's not... They're that, giving their products for free to GameStop. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have to buy that stuff. Just because you mm. have a partnership with them doesn't mean you just get it for free. Because if that's the case, I would love to partner with Microsoft right now. Yeah, but you don't, get... <laughs> have, uh, you don't have any brick-and-mortar locations to sell their video game systems. I got one. I got a front porch. <laughs> I got my living room. I'll sell it yeah. here. <laughs> Send but me yeah. five of them. I'll sell them. <laughs> I'll buy <laughs> but yeah, they will. Uh, they definitely will be more incentivized to push Microsoft products to push, yeah. you know, the yeah. the subscription services in that regard. So I mean, that's going to be good news for Microsoft because they have more exposure at those brick and mortar locations. So you don't have to do everything necessarily online for people like myself who would much rather walk into a store than to do something like that online. I, and then of course the cut of the digital sales, which is like the craziest part. That's of all crazy. Of that I don't even know how they're doing that. Like, I don't even know how they're doing that logistically. But aside from that, I do still feel in agreement with Phil Billy. I think that if you compared what each company was getting out of this deal, uh, GameStop on paper definitely seems to be getting more. I mean, you've got a company that was basically on the verge of death being rejuvenated, whereas you have another company that could have gone to another store or another chain to, to get this deal done. And, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel like Microsoft is making out like a bandit. I feel like GameStop kind of is. So I kind of see where he's coming from on this. I do think, though, that the absolute the absolute most important part of all of this for GameStop is the brick-and-mortar place where you can get the financing. I mean, outside of that as well, uh, Microsoft did have at one point all of their kiosks and stores and malls that mm -hmm. were the Microsoft. And then they did all of their business through that. So they gave up that retail space and basically moved it into GameStop because right. you could do all that sort of Microsoft stuff through those kiosks. So that's also rent that they're not necessarily paying anymore in all of these, uh, in all of these malls and stuff. That's true. But I, I still don't, I still don't, it still doesn't quite add up to me. I, I, I think really they were desperate to get, a an established store basis for their their series uh their their series their all access I, I really think that's what they needed and at the 
end of the day, they were willing to give a little bit more than they got to do that. Which very well could be. I, yeah, can, I, mean, I mean, I can see that definitely also being an option. Right. I'm not arguing with all your points. They're all there. It's still in my head. I still feel like GameStop made out like a bandit. But I think I think Microsoft was in kind of a tricky situation because they were in this situation where the, all their marketing is this all access thing. Like if you really look at everything they're targeting, it's this all access financing they want. And and. When you really look for it, it's kind of hard to find, you know, in, in the physical, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think they needed that. Um, moving on, uh, Kev then typed, uh, the PS5 recording has to do with voice chat. If you call someone a, a worthless D-bag, you can report it on your PS5, send a snippet of the voice channel to confirm. He then immediately typed, laugh out loud, you guys reached this point right after I typed it up, laugh out loud, to which I said, I was about to say, um... Then, Logan, you just yelled Titanfall. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> one, thing on, one, one thing on the... Okay, okay I want to talk on both of those. Okay. So one thing on the on the, fire, on the last one. Yeah. The first thing that came to my head while that was being discussed. One person's going to have to review these. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to review yeah. all of these horrible messages. Yeah. That yeah, guy is going to have a bad day, man. Can you? Every single Ooh. day, people are going to have to review this. Do you know what I do all day? I go to work and I listen to people saying racial slurs to other people over a video game. Like all day, that's what I do. And I decide yep. whether they need to get banned or not. That is a terrible job. <laughs> well, I tell you, I yeah. hope too it's not like it's not based off of an algorithm hopefully Ooh, because then, then you be in get real trouble yeah. then yeah that's that's when this starts to get really dicey because yeah. at that point then you'd have to be like oh well i didn't actually say that and then you know flag the claim and then go through all those channels and then at that point somebody would actually have to listen to it well but, and, and you know, algorithms are nice but i think in those kind of situations you get into real trouble with it especially like i mean i've already had some fights with the youtube algorithms you know i think yeah. i think you get into some real sticky situations if you start doing that i, th I think they've got to have a person moderating this they can't do algorithms on that or or playstation 5 will be in trouble you know because then you're then you're basically setting up a computer program to regulate your free speech, and that is now you're in serious trouble. You know? Oh yeah. That's like a class action at that point. Um, then uh, and I know you also said Titanfall because uh, my yeah, brother I, my brother I, just I, got into Titanfall. So, too. I someone mentioned Titanfall, and I just had to. Yeah, yeah Nick just started <laughs> playing Titanfall too on Xbox. Um, so he was very excited about that. Um, uh, I'm very excited about that. Then Phil Billy was back again. As far as the GameStop not, not honoring pre-orders, you guys are correct. I can't find what I read through a Google search anymore. I assume it has been buried as I read it. read that info months ago when GameStop announced all of its store closures. If I have time to search further through Reddit posts and find what I was referring to, I will post it. Uh, thanks, Phil Billy. Like I said, nobody was saying we didn't believe you. We just, you know, it's weird because, like, if you don't get the news, like, right away or, like, bookmark it, it gets buried. Like, it's impossible to find after the fact, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Kev Tutal. Sorry, Zach. I am definitely going with Neil on this one. So he picked you for the horrible arena. 
and then my brother picked you on air, so Neil, you get another win, man. You're on a roll, buddy. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I really thought I had to beat with Ember. That's for sure. I mean, it was a very good idea. It was definitely a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't think either one of us have had any bad ideas. <clears throat> I just like mine to be better than yours for a change. You know, it actually kind of gave me vibes of there was a game that was announced. I think it was like either this past year or the year before. It was like a heist game sort of thing, or uh, uh, not a heist necessarily. Can't remember exactly what it is now that I'm really thinking about it. Okay, but <laughs> it was something to where you basically had a goal to accomplish, and you could do it literally any way it is that you could figure out to do it. I love stuff like that. That's that's the kind of games that I will play for the rest of my life. Like those kind of games. Um. All right. So that concludes fans for action. I think we should go ahead and move on. All righty. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first talking point, um, and it is definitely streamer-heavy. Um, so <laughs> this guy who works for Google Stadia, Alex Hutchinson, he's been in trouble before, but uh, he's Typhoon Studios' uh, co-founder and creative director and the Mo- uh, at the Montreal studio of Stadia Games and Entertainment. Out of nowhere, he decides to make this insane tweet about streamers should pay developers. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, read it real quick so that we have it right when we uh, blast him. Uh, He says, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they, they used music they didn't pay for should be more worried about the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. He then added to that, the real truth is streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for content they use. Okay, Uh, so he said that uh, Google did come out and say like four hours afterwards, I think you said, Logan, that um, our employees don't speak for us as a whole. I will be surprised. I Honestly, I don't even think that's enough. I think Google Stadia should kind of fire this guy, but... We'll get into that in a second. Um, so as a streamer, do you think you should pay uh, developers there, Logan? Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm going to start this off with, with a little bit of a sentence here. Um, so companies came out and said, we are pulling all your content that has our music in it. So it's it's the second wave of copyright is what it's being called. And that, that majorly affects me and it majorly affects every other streamer out there. Right. And everyone is against this. Even even most artists are against this. If you look at um, people like um, Common and, and people like pretty much everybody besides Kanye. Look at Logic. He even <laughs> signed with them so that people could use his music. Right. The artist is not who is against this. It is the record label. Right. It does not want their music being used. And so now that this second wave is happening lawsuits are being filed and people are going against this and it is like a whole thing of just negativity and then the fact that he the fact that he's with stadia is just like a whole laughing point as itself but the fact (laughs) the fact that this dude came out and said that i should be paying for that stuff that that literally kills every single minor streamer that ever wants to stream right the Um, the fact of the matter is 
if I if I one day was like I wanted to become a streamer, I couldn't do it because I can't afford to pay them for a license. Well, know? okay, there's a lot to unpack there. I want to let Neil say something, and then and then I've got some comments to add to that. Unless you want so, me to go, Neil. Well, I was actually going to ask for clarification on this okay. because I'm not I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure. I honestly hadn't even heard about this story. Okay, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Um. So is it strictly just for music that is being used on streams or is it literally like the games okay. themselves as well being streamed? All right, so just recently a lot of music uh, a lot of record labels have mm -hmm. have like basically filed court orders to have streams removed that are using their tracks for background. I know you don't watch a lot of streaming. Usually when you're watching a streamer, they're playing games. Um, but a lot of them have just like background tunes going the entire time uh, while they're talking and whatever. Um, I don't use the music, but I, but I know Logan does. Um, so, and a lot of streamers do. So basically the, the record labels have made it impossible for those streamers to use music as background music. But it also hurts their streams, their streams uh, 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 before that. Well, we're speaking, this guy thinks that they should also have to pay video game companies for you for playing their video games on their stream. Okay. So, so, so it's two kind of separate things two, uh, that, things that we're talking one about. One in now. the same idea. So here's, here's what I'm, it, it, you have to approach both of those separately. While what he's saying about the music technically on paper makes sense. No, that's dumb. That's stupid. I mean, if that's the case, if you want to go that crazy into it, if somebody has uh, like a licensed action figure of something in their background, you need to pay licensing to use the image of that character that's in the background of your stream, whatever, too, as well. Like, I just, I shared it in Discord. I just put my shelf up with a bunch of my collectibles. If I were to have that sitting behind me and doing a stream with the camera face back there for every single thing there is, I should pay a licensing fee for somebody. Right. No, that's that. No, like I understand if you are literally like if your stream exists for sharing the music, but that's not why you came there. You came there to watch the game. If music just so happens to be happening, okay. It's not like somebody's turning on a game stream to listen to whatever music track is playing in the background, trying to listen through gunshots and explosions or whatever it is that's happening. Right. That's just asinine, as yeah. well as the fact that, you know, a lot of people anyways pay for streaming music services anyway. So, I mean, technically, if somebody already has their own music streaming subscription and somebody watching whatever it is also has their own music streaming subscription, then there's technically no real law in that regard with licensing being broken because everybody has the license to access that music. Right. In regards to the games themselves, pushing for, for like use of a streamer, like having to pay for the being able to play the game that's just dumb streaming has is a boost for sales of a game it's exactly exposure for somebody to get their game out there to say hey you know hey buy my game i don't think there's a single company out there that would be like yeah go ahead and you know pay me for that because it's it's cost prohibitive as you'd said like if you were to have to buy a 60 dollar game or 70 or whatever they're going to cost now 
that's a cost that you're not going to want to eat. And then all of your viewers won't see what it was that you were going to do. Even if a quarter of those gamers who are, who are watching, you know, the stream were to buy whatever it is that you are streaming, that's already more money than they would have had in the first place. Right. That's just exposure mm-hmm. and everything like that to suggest that we have to have, you know, a licensing out of something like that is just ridiculous. Yeah. I, you know, you have, uh, you've definitely kind of echoed everything I was going to say. Um, I personally, there are at least five games I can think of. I would never have purchased if I did not watch them on a stream. I don't even, I I wouldn't even consider myself. Excuse me. Sorry. I hate people who belch on Mike. I apologize for that. Drinking a Coke. Um, as I was saying, uh, there are at least five games I can think of in my collection right now that I would not have purchased if I had not watched them on a stream. I don't even watch stream. Like, I'm not a stream watcher. I watch Logan on occasion. Most of the time, I don't go on streaming. I'm not that kind of guy I like Let's Plays. However, however, when I want to buy a game and I want to see it played and I want to know if I want it, I don't go to reviews because the review system for video games is... Total trash. Please check out my terrible talk on how you can make reviews better. Uh, (laughs) uh, But it's total trash. I go to a stream. I check out a stream. I bought PUBG because of streaming. I would never have bought PUBG. Never, ever in a million years would I have even thought to buy buy PUBG if I hadn't watched it at a stream and decided I could get into this. So, like... (sighs) Not only that, there is a reason that a lot of these companies actually pay streamers to play their games. Yeah. And that is because it boosts sales. When Ninja plays a game, and I hate Ninja, that's well-known uh, uh, lore as far as this show goes. Uh, but when he plays a game, that game gets a boost in sales. I don't understand how you could possibly think the other way around. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little free advertisement. Exactly. Like, I think there's something very different between uh, between a streamer and you using something in, like, a TV show or something like that. You know, like, I think that there's there's lines that need to be, like, looked at. But at the same time, like, if a streamer is playing something, he is handing free advertising out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he, he literally is. And I, I would understand if a company can look at a streamer and he's like a very aggressive person. He's, he's saying like bad things and he's not getting banned by Twitch, but he's streaming their game. I could see them wanting to take action against specific streamers for that. Cause there are things like that, it, especially if they're trying to have like a positive game and stuff like that. So I could see them doing something in, in regards of that, but I could, I couldn't see them being like, yeah, pay us for advertising our game. I feel like yeah, the argument that they're making is – it's an argument that they're making of, hey, this is you know use of what it is. Like we want to control how it is that your thing is – their thing is being used, which is yeah. fine. But it's how they are controlling it and what aspects they want to control in that regard. Right. I feel like maybe there should be like agreements if they want to give you a free copy like – 
to specifically promote because there's a lot of in like let's players and everything that get early copies of games be like okay well don't say this don't talk about that this that and the other thing those are very reasonable mm -hmm. but literally just the fact that you are using the thing in general uh, like just saying hey you have to pay for that you have to pay to make the advertisement for the company like right. that's just like backhanded and hyper greedy right Right. I, I agree. Oh, it really is. I agree. I think I think if you're buying the game, you can say whatever you want about it. And you should be allowed to say whatever you want about it. Like and it's one thing if the company like you said, it's one thing if the company gives you the game to talk about it specifically. Okay, then maybe there should be restrictions on what you can say and what you can't say. However, if I go out to a store and I buy a $70 game and I put it on my channel, I should be allowed to say whatever I want about it because that's a product review, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely exactly. shouldn't have to pay somebody to tell them their stuff is bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like him comparing it to the copyright of music is just insane. Yeah. yeah <laughs> insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't get the – the thing is, is like if you talk to any artist out there, yeah, they want their – like true artists, not somebody who's just like in a boy band for money. You know, <laughs> uh, like yeah. if any artist out there just wants their art to be viewed and enjoyed, like, mm -hmm. like that's their first and foremost like goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the money thing is great if you can make your money off of it. But like when it becomes about like that's what that's what irritates me. Not not to mention the fact somebody who listens to a song. I mean, talking directly about the music now, somebody who listens mm -hmm. to a song on a stream um, and likes it is much more likely to go out and find the CD. Yeah, it's advertisement. Right. Well, well, how I've seen it on on mine, and this is how it's affected me personally. Um, I don't play anything that can be copyrighted on my stream. I I turn on Spotify. Every single person that I look at has like a hundred under a hundred thousand views at least, at least under a hundred thousand. So we look for very small town bands, uh, stuff like that to play and advertise. And if anybody likes it, I'll be like, yeah, this is the band. And we've even had a couple people that have watched my stream be in bands. I've had two people come to my stream and be like. Yeah, I'm in this band, and I give you full access to this. I will not say anything. My record won't say anything. All that. And, <clears throat> like, those type of things are, are perfect. And I, I only play that type of stuff, and it actually really helps those people. Hmm. But then, since I'll be, like, on Spotify, say say my playlist is done, and I'm, like, in the middle of, of a game not really paying attention to it, just like Neil said, it is background music. Right. And it just flip, you, you know, I have like the random songs on after my playlist goes over and it, it plays a song that I shouldn't have played. And it, it maybe played 30 seconds of so, some other person's art, some right. other artist's song. And I'm speaking like this is actually happening to me. Right. <laughs> right. I played 30 seconds of a different song and I go, oh, no, I shouldn't be playing this. And I pause it. That entire VOD gets deleted. Mm. Every single bit of that gets deleted and any clip that I used through that entire series, and Zach, just like you said earlier, I stream for a long time. Right. So if I could, if I do like an eight-hour stream during a day, it's all gone. And eight thirty hours. seconds of a song gets played. Every single clip from that is now gone. Every bit of that eight hours is now gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I still got the views. I still did my streaming. 
but I cannot make a YouTube video. I cannot do anything with that audio. I can't mm -hmm. do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. I mean, on the music thing, I've already had some kind of fights with the YouTube copyright with my brother's stuff because his mm -hmm. guitar riffs might be close to a guitar riff that's somewhere in their algorithm. Uh, so I have to literally like file a claim and at threat of my account being deleted. And could you imagine old man gaming being deleted at this point? Like <laughs> there would be tears, <laughs> but potential Nobody suicides like <laughs> Nobody can delete old man gaming. Oh, gaming hell is yeah. It's not a channel. It is, it is an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly my fist raises in the air. Uh, all right. Um, so I think we've covered this. You guys uh, feel like we can move on? Yeah, we can move. Four. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so for our second talking point, uh, Phil Spencer said some stuff about cloud gaming, and I'm going to toss it to Neil because he's a little bit more familiar with this story than me. Neil, can you give us the sum? Uh, well, I mean, it's pretty much can be condensed down to one point pretty much. Uh, he said that uh, in regards to uh, Project X Cloud and everything and the future of this generation, what they're going to be doing moving forward, don't be surprised if you see, you know, lower price tech not necessarily excluding a stick that you would plug into your tv and buy a controller and just connect to and play uh any sort of uh game pass game streaming through uh project x cloud mm. um that wasn't like an official like hey this is what's coming but i mean it's they're very open to the idea and honestly i would be more so surprised if it didn't come to fruition and uh, more so just the exciting prospect that it could be the final nail in Stadia's coffin that is somehow <laughs> still open. Yeah, we need to get rid of Stadia. Stadia is just the worst. Um, it's the worst the idea. Worst. Like the idea behind Stadia is wonderful, and that's why xCloud is doing good because that's basically <laughs> what it is. It's a better execution of Stadia, period. Yeah. Uh, but Stadia itself is so money-grubbing and evil. I just want it gone. I want it off my Hulu ads. I want it to go away. Um, well, I'm oh, sorry. Go just, ahead, Logan. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna throw my two cents in on it. Uh, it it's just when you look at the two executions of the same idea. You know, mm -hmm. Google has that basic infrastructure that's already existed but they were trying to purely buy the idea by just throwing money at it and right. saying hey this is a thing that you guys want and like let's right. do this whereas microsoft has slowly rolled through each individual part of this like rolling out game pass now and game and pass is established and then they're right. like okay project x cloud right. and then we got project x cloud you know, they now have touch controls for certain games on the phone now, so you don't even necessarily need a controller anymore for Project X Cloud. Uh, so they're like perfecting all of the steps in the process before they finally marry it all together and be like, here, here is the thing, the final product and version of this Well, thing and they're doing that, that by listening to, to people instead of grossly just like doing the most monetary thing possible, which is what Stadia is. I mean, everybody told Stadia mm -hmm. that they didn't want to pay uh, full price for a game that they didn't get to own. Stadia was like, it'll be all right. They'll listen, you know, and, and that's hurting them, you know. 
They told right. Stadia they don't want to pay for this thing that's like incorporeal, whereas Xbox has done a thing where they've been like, we're going to build this onto our infrastructure, and each time we do it, we're going to listen to the people, and we're going to give them what they want, and that'll be what they want to pay for, you know? Not trying to like tote Microsoft above anybody else, but in this specific situation, they really listened to people, and they gave people what they wanted, and because of that, they're being very successful, you know? Very much so. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give you a chance to talk, Logan. I want to add one more thing to this, though, while I still have the floor. Um, this is probably a little controversial, but I want to say I don't think we're going to have con- – like, I, I think in the long run, like, within the next 10 years, I think consoles need to go away altogether. Uh, like, uh, I, I think they're – antiquated and outdated and the leaps that they're making are so incremental at this point for the price that you have price tag that you have to pay i would much rather pay for uh uh, cheaper systems that do basically the same thing like some of these leaps that they're making human eye can't even pick up like and i think in the long run people are going to start to adopt that and that's going to put traditional console uh, companies, much like PlayStation, in a lot of trouble. Oh, I love this. I love this. Yeah, topic now. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I want, I want so badly, so badly for you to be wrong. But I think that it, it eventually, eventually, we are going to get to that point, and that's something that I've alluded to in the past before. Uh, it, we are eventually going to get to the point that it's first, it's going to go all digital on right. the console and then right. from there after it goes all digital then it's going to be strictly streaming to where it's going to be refined anything. pcs at that point i i think i i understand what you like about this neil i i understand what you like about console gaming it's what i liked about console gaming but the problem is is that i think if you really look at it the stuff you like isn't even there anymore like the the it's incremental changes for huge astronomical price tags like and that's a problem for me. Like, it's not like, like, I'm sorry. I didn't see anything that the series X or the series S or the PlayStation five showed me that was that much better than the last generation. Like it just wasn't, it's not worth another $500. It just isn't. I mean, I would much rather see consoles become more refined and instead of making these huge leaps and bounds, sell them for a little bit cheaper and just, Sell us a new console every like so often, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know, <clears throat> Logan. What do you feel yeah. about it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I love this topic because I went on a rant about it on my stream. Um, so I feel like consoles are disrespectful. Oh, and he, and here's why. Hey, um, buy my console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then in two years, I'm gonna sell you the exact same console, but there's an S, and <laughs> it looks a little bit different. Also pay me monthly to use the internet that you already have Mm. yeah so pay me for that also any game that you want to buy yeah full price no matter what even at a discount you're still paying 40 plus dollars okay and then um by the way you cannot use discord um any any mic that you want to use has to be established with our own controller for the most part like yeah you can do like a little setups but we're gonna make that really painful for you Oh, do you want to record your voice audio? Most of the time you can't do that. Unless you really want to go over a couple loops. Um, let's see here. Just a bunch of other things that are just so minor. Yeah. And they're just just like Zach said, they're making these adjustments 
that, that are like, okay, here's an adjustment to graphics. Except for graphics are good. Please, just give me these minor things that make PC so much better. Right. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. like it, you got an SSD in there. Like, great. People people on PC have been buying SSDs for years. Like, I don't... <clears throat> but you want another $500 for an SSD. So, basically, all it is is, like, better loading times. Like, I have to pay a whole $500 for better loading times? Like, that's what I'm getting out of $500? You can't give oh, that to me any cheaper? Oh, also... Most of the games you want to play, yeah, we don't have those. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the points, but what what just doesn't click in my head in regards to all of that is they've tried before. Alienware tried to do yeah. those those like PC boxes, the basically mm-hmm. the Steam boxes, yeah. which mm-hmm. can give you all of those things that like that the PC players are looking for with the integration of discord and use of basically whatever you want to do, but in a t- in a set top box that you can plug into your TV, but they didn't take off. They were around for like what, two years or something yeah. like that. And honestly, yeah. I barely even remember them. It's I'm like, gonna... I almost wonder if there's some X factor that we're not taking into account, unless it's literally just the fact that we weren't ready for it at the time when that it came out. You're, you're, you're saying my point before I even get to it. I think it's timing. I think when those came out, uh, we still had leaps and bounds to make in the console generation, in the console space, mm-hmm. and the console was still pushing the forefront, in my opinion. You still had a more complex pc setup uh that people didn't want to get into uh to to make it what you wanted it to be so so the consoles were still like leading the tech in my opinion um so you were still waiting for that big generation and nobody wanted to like oh that steam box i think right now if alienware pushed that steam box i think we would have a very 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 different conversation i think i think there's a lot of people out there who are a little bit more ready uh to be done with this console thing all the way around and while i don't think that the consoles would die i still think we would we definitely wouldn't be talking about them as a footnote and i think that's the tricky part about tech space is everything is kind of like timing you know yeah yeah definitely i mean just look at something like the idea of the tablet right i mean tablets came out early very early 2000s and they're like this is the future and nobody wanted it nobody liked it but then, you know, iPads came out and the tech was there and now everything is a two-in-one. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I, it's, it's real interesting. I, I think that, like, I don't know, my, my opinions of some things have definitely shifted since I've been on a full-blown PC for the last few yes. months. And, uh, and, and I don't know that they'll stay that way. My opinions change quite often but and there are things about consoles that i do like that i still find appealing to me but like in this day and age and where we're headed i don't feel like it's worth it to but like like when i paid 500 dollars for my xbox 360 it was like holy crap look mm-hmm. at that compared to the xbox original right like look at the difference yeah. like you could see oh, the difference yeah. immediately when i when well, I didn't pay it. I got it as a gift. But when I got the Xbox One compared to the 360, it was like, this is better. It's 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 much better than the original. Mm. I look at the stuff that the Series X, the Series S are putting out, 
and the PlayStation 5, I'm like, this kind of just looks like what that is, just with better loading times and quick resume and stuff like that. And they're all these, like, like I feel like they've shifted it, too. They've shifted it to these, like, bells and whistles. Like, well, we got quick resume because they can't do those graphics any better than they're really doing it at this point. And, yeah. I mean, that's the same with TVs. It's the same with all technology. We're slowly making smaller and smaller jumps because we don't need to make any more jumps, you know? So the, the, the cool advancements in technology will be like quick resume and, you know, the SSDs. And like on TVs, it'll be smaller, like lighter TVs for the, you know what I mean? That's what the technology mm -hmm. will be. But our resolution, that kind of stuff is what it is. So I would much more, I would much rather have a streamlined console that's cheaper. Um, th and then I'd consider purchasing it. You know, like when I get another console, which I am going to have to get another console because that's what I use for TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get an older model because I don't find that the Series S or Series X has anything that I need. It's understandable. It's fully understandable. But like what I'm saying, though, is if they were able to create a system like I feel like they're trying to do all these leaps that don't really matter that much. If if they were trying if what if the Xbox Series X was $350 and it didn't offer as many of the insane bells and whistles that the new one has, but it gives you all the games and it gives you everything, just a little bit better stuff, like a more incremental jump instead of like overbuilding it the way they did, like a more incremental jump, but it's cheaper. Wouldn't you go out, wouldn't you consider that over like the stuff that's coming out now? I mean, maybe I'm what? off base. Why would I trade what I have now for that, though? Well, I'm not saying you would trade it for what you have now, but like, mm -hmm. like I would get it to supplement my collection. Like I've already said, I I still play my old Xbox games. I'm not gonna stop playing that, you know. See, I mean that. Oh, go ahead. Okay, okay. So, so where I was going with like the disrespecting, and see, this is where we're gonna smoke a couple bells and whistles right here. Um, okay, so. I feel like it is feeding to the quote-unquote dumb gamer. And okay. I'm, I'm not saying that they're, they're like a dumb person or anything like that. I'm saying us three, we spend a lot of time doing right. research on these things and like actually like thinking about it. But then the – but we have to come to terms with the average gamer doesn't really care. Right. And sees, oh, new and improved. And he wants a new it. Madden box. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think that it, it really approaches that dumb gamer mentality of, oh, yeah, we're, we're improving this and this and this. And most people don't know what they're even talking about. So then they'll just get it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like if you had a cheaper – like, at that point, it's about price because the casual people mm -hmm. are looking at price over anything else. So, like, I feel like the casuals – you'd get the casuals in that. But – I don't know. I don't know. I think we've got uh, very different ideologies, the three of us. Um, but it's it's very interesting to see where this is going. We, I, I've said this to Neil before on the show. We're in the Wild West, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. We're going to see everything, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, Neil, do you got anything to add to this, or should we move on to odds and um, ends? No, I was just going to uh, go back to the point that uh, you were making about okay. like something to supplement what it is that you have right. until microsoft came out with you know the os size 
for the Series right. X, and pre- presumably yeah. it's going to be the same on the Series S, right. um, as well as the current price for storage expansion on those new consoles. I was seriously considering getting a, a an Xbox Series uh, S whenever it came out, right? So that way I would have next gen access in some regards to some of the stuff that right. I pretty much only have an Xbox for anyways for that first party stuff. Right. But I mean, granted their execution in the long run on it's that terrible. was the greatest and that's a whole separate thing. But I mean, I mean and you'll having... remember on the podcast we talked about that. If I had heard about that system first, I might not be on a PC, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just the the idea of having a lower cost alternative that can do the same thing without all the bells and whistles is very appealing to some people because yeah. like I said, myself, we've already committed. We have our PS5 pre-ordered and everything, but like we still kind of want access to some of those newer games like Halo Infinite. I mean, it's still theoretically going to run on my Xbox One uh, S or my PC just fine. Right. But I mean, I would like a console that can still do that as well. I mean, and that's fair. Like, I don't necessarily want... I'm kind of in between. Logan's very PC. You're very uh, console. I'm kind of in between. I like the console experience, too. But, like, if you were offering me as a casual gamer, if I was the gamer I was before I started this channel, um, I would be looking at price above all else. That's what I'd be looking at before anything else, you know, because if it got me what I needed, that's what I want. I think that the... The Series S was a good idea, but they overbuilt that too. And then you're in this situation where it almost costs more to play that than it does the Series X because of all the bells and whistles you need to just purchase uh, afterwards, you know, aftermarket, like the memory and everything. Um, But so they kind of overbuilt that. But if they could have done that, uh, if they could have, like, instead of the Series S and the Series X, just released one at like 350 or 400, I mean, how does that not win? Like this next gen, it's not as big as the PlayStation 5, but you don't need that. You just don't need that. So I don't know. Um, all right, we, we definitely need to move on, though, if everybody's okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to Odds End Ends. This is the segment where we like to catch little stories that don't necessarily deserve a full talking point, only sometimes we decide to give it that much time anyway. Um, so, Neil, why don't you uh, you uh, head us off? What you got for us in Odds and Ends? All right, well, uh, last week for uh, a brief, very brief period of time, Whoever was running GameStop's online store kind of screwed up big time and actually accidentally oh, made a bunch of stuff I heard about this. free. Uh, some of the stuff that was made completely 100% free. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, the uh, Mega Man Zero slash ZX uh, Legacy Collection, and a bunch of Switch accessories. Uh, people were literally able to check out and pay nothing but shipping for uh, some of these I things. I mean, I don't think they can take it back, can they? 
Uh, no, from what I saw on the uh, on the news article earlier, is basically once that purchase is made, that's it. Right. There was worry that they were like, "Oh no, we have to cancel your order." But I mean, technically, once you pay that shipping, you've already paid something, and that's basically like a purchase, a anyways. Yeah. I mean, I guess theoretically they still could cancel it, but I think they kind of realized it was uh, their bad on their point. And from what I understand. Whoever took advantage of this is getting a bunch of free shit from GameStop. Yeah, it's great. I wish I had known about it. I would have ordered everything. I would have ordered all the <laughs> things, man. It didn't even matter if I didn't want it like I, or I didn't have a PlayStation. I would have ordered it and sold it back to GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how long was that up? Um, I did not get a clear window, but from timestamps of people tweeting about it, it looked like it was somewhere between a half hour to an hour. Oh my That's God. a lot. That's a lot of sales if it got out there. <laughs> That's so long. Somebody lost their job. Oh, somebody definitely lost their job. That's that's so much money <laughs> lost. Yeah. Especially um, with people that are like Zach that are just like order everything. Oh, I yeah, I would have I would have gone through their entire if I'd saw seen one free, I would have been like, Oh, I need to go through all their stuff. I would have like I would have ordered everything. Um Okay, so my first one, uh, this isn't really a big one, but, uh, you know, I commented on it last time, so I got to comment it on it this time. There was a game that I was actually kind of like a little bit under the radar that I was excited about, and that's uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Okay. Um, the last time we talked about them, they lost a creative director. And so they lost another creative director. So that game's never coming out. Just anybody who's interested in it, I don't know of a game that lost two creative directors that came out other than maybe Duke Nukem Forever, and that was awesome. So, like, <laughs> just saying right now, I'm just calling it this game is going to go away and uh, uh, sleep the, the sleep of uh, uh, the fishes. <laughs> sleep the sleep of the fishes. Yeah, that wasn't – it's the meet and, it's the meet and <laughs> greet of it there. It's the meet um, and greet of it. Your turn, dickhead. <laughs> uh all right um there's uh there are already uh custom third-party ps5 faceplates being sold uh by at least one third-party seller uh for 40 bucks so you can get basically their their custom made uh with different colors uh the one that i had looked at uh there was only like five colors one of them making the console all black as a lot of people wanted Good. Um, but yeah, so you can make is, that yuppie trash game. look like something worth having in your house. That design I, of that system, I'm sorry. I don't know what it's going to make me sound like, but the design of that system is atrocious. That thing is hard to put on its side. It's hard to find a location for it. It's too heavy. And it looks like something a Bond villain would have on a shelf behind them. Like, it is fair. awful yeah, that, looking. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Awful yeah. looking. I'm glad I mean, that they you can customize it so easily. They really needed yeah. that. Yeah, I'm hoping that there are going to be some first-party solutions for that. But, I mean, third-party as well. I mean, that or even just popping off the ones that you have and spray-painting them. I mean, I think that that's yeah. cool. I had said before, I want to go back that to, like, the Xbox 360 had the swappable face plates as well. I, I think it would be really interesting and yeah. fun for customization. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. be a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so I only got one more. Do you got one more? Yeah, I have one more, so uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, so mine is a little bit rough. 
Bethesda is in trouble again. Um, so everybody knows about Rune 2 coming out and then basically immediately their company getting like shut down and whatever. Yep. Uh, like it's just a terrible yeah. opening. Apparently, yeah. Bethesda is the cause of this. Uh, let yeah, me I've heard about this. Yeah, let me bring up the article real quick so that I can speak correctly on the subject. I've been I've been being smart and actually like um saving articles instead of just trying to speak from memory, which I'm terrible at. Smart, smart. Yeah, you'd think so, although now I can't get it to work so that I can bring up my bookmark. Mm. No, don't save that as a bookmark. Oh man, uh, there we go. Bookmarks. Technology. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. I love how we talk about it, and I still don't know how to use my phone correctly. <laughs> All right. Bethesda intentionally sabotaged Rune 2 to protect Elder Scrolls lawsuit update claims. In December 2019, Rune 2 publisher Ragnarok Game uh, sued original developer Human Head Studios, alleging that Human Head had attempted to destroy the game by the very publicity abandoning it at launch day. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. Blah, blah, blah. We could have transitioned uh, the uh, basically, they kept the game when they run them down, refusing to turn over the source code and assets so other developer could take over the job. We could have transitioned the game. If they weren't able to participate anymore, we could have transitioned naturally. Here's the source code. We'll help you find somebody. Ex executive producer Matt uh, Candle told me in a June 2020 interview, but they didn't do that. They actually did everything they could to prevent it from supporting the project. Well, it's come out now that supposedly the reason they did that is because Human Head got bought by Bethesda, and Bethesda wanted uh, it killed in order to protect Elder Scrolls because a lot of critics had said that it was like Elder Scrolls on steroids and it, this is a better Elder Scrolls and all that. So they've brought uh, Zenimax and Bethesda into the lawsuit, uh, basically saying that they uh, they conspired. What's interesting is this came out, and the person who didn't who, that that Matt Candell, the uh, the guy who started it, he didn't even know that Bethesda was in it. It just like came out through their investigation, basically. I I don't know. I almost wonder if there's some other level to this whole story because being worried about you know another company stealing the thunder of somebody else i mean bethesda now lives at microsoft and they have uh, obsidian so i mean there's yeah. that too yeah. i mean yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of copycats from that i don't know as if it's just because it's a medieval theme that they're worried about it or i i think that there's still one more layer of this that we still don't know and i i'll agree with that i do think that bethesda has really done some evil shit in the last couple of years and uh and it bothers me because they were always kind of like a company that we liked you know um and just in the last two years, it's come out that they're kind of evil sons of bitches. And uh, that's it's not happy. I mean, yeah, I know Phil Billy's out there. Uh, all game companies are about money. Yes, yes, they are. However, uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And it seems like Bethesda's doing it wrong. And it sucks. Yeah. And Elder Scrolls was Bethesda's like most popular game. Because Elder Scrolls is one of the most popular yeah. games of all time. Period. Yeah. It's Elder and Scrolls and so, Fallout for Bethesda, really. So it, it seems like 
they're just scared that one of their things is going to get ruined. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me. I don't know. I, I think it shows a lot of lack of forethought on Bethesda if it does come out that they truly block this, that they would worry about a smaller company's game hurting their game in any way, shape, or form, especially when their Elder Scrolls game is still like five fucking years off, you know, yeah. from everything we're hearing. Um, so I don't know, but I tell you, what you said, Neil, makes me worry even more about Obsidian and them being under the same roof of Microsoft. I'll say that right now. Because if Microsoft picks Bethesda over Obsidian, I'm going to be really sad because Obsidian is, their games are just amazing. And I, I don't want them to stop making the games they're making, you know? Do you think that Microsoft would pull an EA and make Obsidian start making stuff that they don't necessarily want to make, That's, a la Bioware with oh Anthem? No. That's what oh I'm no. very afraid that Avowed goes away and Obsidian starts working on the next Elder Scrolls, which will frustrate me to no end. Uh, same, with, uh, same with Outer Worlds. Do we ever see a sequel to Outer Worlds now? Because... You're, how do you put Outer Worlds and Fallout out under the same publisher? And and this has been something that I've been worried about for Microsoft buying all these companies for a while is that eventually you're going to buy a company that does the same thing another company does. Um, yeah. And, and you have. Like literally Obsidian makes their money on doing it better than like doing whatever Bethesda is doing better than Bethesda. Like that's how they've made their money in the last couple of years and you just bought them, you know? In my opinion, if you're looking at pure game genre, uh, Obsidian's like Obsidian is El is uh, Bethesda's biggest competitor. And oh yeah, absolutely. you now have them under the same publisher. So who do you choose? You know, because that's gonna be a con that's gonna be a conversation. It's probably already being had at a table somewhere. Do we pick Obsidian to do these games, or do we pick uh, Bethesda to do these games? Because we can't be releasing games like this both games like this you know mm. yeah all right so you got one more yeah i got one more Let's and this it. one is just uh this is phenomenal the it's just the internet winning okay <laughs> the internet is a collective hive mind uh microsoft gave snoop dog an xbox series x refrigerator for his birthday <laughs> um inside the refrigerator had a large Xbox Series X cake as well as an actual Xbox Series X. And it was also filled with Xbox jewelry oh, along God. with plenty of liquor, water, orange juice, bacon, and eggs. <laughs> Ridiculous. Everyone liked this. Yeah. Everyone it was, liked this. It was phenomenal. It was just it was just wonderful. I mean, I the, the fridge, it looked like it was a full-size fridge too, which is even better. But uh, you can find the video on Snoop Dogg's Twitter if you're interested. <laughs> that is kind of funny. That is kind of funny. I will say this, though, uh, Xbox, I'd much rather you give people who don't have millions of dollars <clears throat> Xboxes. That would be really nice. That's fair. I'll say one criticism. Like, hey, don't give the super rich guy a bunch of free stuff. He can afford it. Um, still, it's very funny. It's very cute. I like it. Uh all right, so that concludes Odds and Ends. Do you want to go to the Horrible Arena? Absolutely. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, that brings us to the main event. 
the moment you've all been waiting for, the horrible arena. What is the horrible arena if you have not listened to the show? Well, first of all, listen to the show more. Uh, second of all, it is where we, the co-hosts, pitch you guys a game. We pitch it on specific criteria. We take turns picking. Last week, we actually let the guest pick. We can actually let the guest pick this week if Neil doesn't want to. Um, but basically what we do is we then pitch that game to you guys. We pitch the developer, the title, and what the game is. And then you guys take to all the places and comment on which game you would spend your hard-earned money on. Now, since we have a guest, Logan is going to cast the first vote, so to speak, uh, after we both pitch. So I have won the quantum coin. So I get to go first. Yes, Yay me. What? Huh? What'd you say? I'm glad that you guys kept the Quantum Studio. Yeah, right, we yeah, did. Oh, it was yeah, a good bit. Yeah. Quantum, Quantum Coin and the definitely. Quantum Studio. Definitely. I paid way too much too much for this place to yeah. keep you guys to yeah, get rid of it. Like, yeah. like, we were broke for so long because I just... Yeah. Well, possession is nine-tenths of the law. I occupy you know, it now, so... I, I actually I'm not paying to for ask it. you, Logan. How, how are you feeling about the renovations? Well, the quantum elevator is pretty fire. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Like, like those stairs were just a pain. Like, it's 13 stories high. Like, come on now. We should have had that in the first place. But yeah, what sucked though is to 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 get a discount on that, we had to take uh, a pet HG Geiger's alien on, <laughs> and he just runs around the vents like hissing at us with his second mouth, and that is just no fun. <laughs> Well, you gotta, you gotta make the money somehow. Yeah, every every podcast is very interesting because we don't know when he's just going to eat us. Uh, so anyway, my pitch. <laughs> so last week, and I could have gotten this wrong because when I listened back, I kind of maybe misunderstood what the uh, the thing was, but whatever. Uh, I believe. The subject criteria was surprise RPG, like an RPG that wouldn't normally be in that space. So I started to think about what would be a cool RPG that hasn't really been done before. So here we go. My developer is Playground Games, the makers of Forza Horizon and eventually Fable. Uh, this would be Forza RPM. So this would be the first Forza RPG with RPG elements like true RPG elements now you would create a character from the ground up uh, Just like always uh, it would be third person when he's out of the car And then you would actually live the life of a guy who is a street racer um, So what I'd want it to be I'd want it to exist in a city like they always do that very well They exist in like places in time probably America or Japan. We haven't done Japan yet That would be a really good one and basically, you'd take this character from a small-time uh, tinker slash street racer up into the upper echelons of some sort of racing. What I'd want here is you could drive to different locations. You could add in like little tasks, like he's a delivery driver. Uh, so you could actually have those in there for to make money, to get the cars, to get the parts. As he gains experience, he will gain obviously powers you'll have trees that you can build out the character uh, so that there's more than just the car build going into the actual mechanics of the game itself uh, and everything he builds in the car he actually has to purchase and acquire uh, with money that he gets from street racing one of the things that I really want this game to have would be a different way to end the game kind of a different start point and a different end point so 
you do you are you one of those guys who ends up getting into the street racing if you do then you kind of proceed on this kind of almost fast and the furious esque like street racing dealing with the cops kind of storyline but do you want to be a legitimate racer? Maybe you get into that scene uh, and eventually go into like like Grand Prix or something like that. Uh, Grand Prix, sorry. Uh, I was just. <laughs> I don't talk good. I don't interrupt my pitch. God damn it. Um, so I want these kind of like alternate roads to go. I want the game to be able to much like Cyberpunk punk totes i want it to be able to end in a completely different place than it started for you i also want a rich end game here because once you get to that level you'll just keep getting like procedural content in that area to kind of boost your character boost your car make better things that sort of thing um and yeah this is going to be the first game that i pitch with no multiplayer uh but one of the other cool things i'd like to have in it is a uh, kind of like a tree for an engineer somebody who likes to work on the car um so yeah, so that's my game. It is a racing RPG all the way, and it is Forza RPM. Neil, it is your turn. Okay, well, um, I thought that I had remembered exactly what the criteria was, and I guess I might have been wrong, because I thought it was just RPG in general. Well, see, that's the thing. At first he said turn-based rpg that's then, that's what i thought and then, and then we kind of shot that down because we had just done it and then he said surprise rpg but when i listened to it back it's like we settled on rpg and i didn't realize that you know yeah so like that i'm not i'm not saying anything you pitch is disqualified i'm just saying like that's what i used as my criteria yeah no i uh yeah with mine yeah i went more so a pure rpg route with it okay um so i i guess i'll just get into it yeah then. just pitch it um, like i said it's not disqualified i was just kind of trying to say why i had pitched mine yeah um so uh this one uh, i'm calling project morality and it's going to be done by square enix uh, most RPGs really follow like the same sort of cookie cutter idea. You know, there's a protagonist within a party on a quest to save the world from some existential threat. Um, usually the games typically have the character, you know, grind out their stats and buff as much as they can by leveling up by killing literally everything and anything that they can randomly encounter. Um, Usually on the outside, as we play the games, we make jokes about there being no real consequences for people just walking up and killing anything that they find to just make themselves better. Uh, but this game would address this in-game by affecting the game based off of how you play. Uh, the game would follow a standard save the world sort of plot with the character starting out at level one with base stats. However, the player would also start out with a morality stat that is, you know, like uh, an arbitrary number, let's just say a thousand. Um, following the standard RPG format by leveling up and grinding, your stats would go up, but your mor morality would go down. And as your morality goes down, other NPCs and everything would treat you uh, more negatively as a bloodthirsty killer uh, that could also like limit dialogue options and everything and peaceful options to resolve problems uh, by the player. Um, 
as your morality changes by going down or even going up by if let's say you are going down a negative path and you want to make up for it you can do like side quests and everything that would make side quests more meaningful by giving you a boost to your morality meter um their morality would change the types of magic and abilities available to you. So a uh, higher morality would give the player access to more like white magic and support abilities, sort of like healing and buff and everything for their party. Whereas a lower morality would lead more towards a black magic destructive route with negative abilities, such as like stealing and everything like that available to you in combat. Um, so basically as your morality shifts within the game, so can your ability sets. Uh, and the game would literally just progress as any other RPG would throughout a period of time until you get to the end of it. But I think that that would be a sort of interesting take on the standard RPG. Other games in the past have kind of tried to do this to some degree, but they basically just like kind of change dialogue options only or don't really affect the outcome of what can happen as a result of your interactions with other characters and everything more more so just giving you a different road to go around to meet the same main critical path again but uh yeah that would be my game project morality all right there you have it guys project morality versus project forza rpm what are you guys spending your hard-earned money on but before you what are you spending your hard-earned money on there logan oh geez okay <laughs> let me start this off by saying these are actually both really good ideas <laughs> <laughs> we've got like, we've our our horrible arena game has come up man like real high well like we've that, had like 60 some episodes of practice now <laughs> As Zach was saying his, I was like, this is so good. There's no way Neil beats this. And then Neil drops the morality. And I'm like, okay, okay, hold up. And it's a, it's a really hard decision. It's a really, really hard decision. I feel I like you're stalling at this point. I, I am. I am stalling. <laughs> I am stalling. Because both of them are just so good. And But I think I'm going to have to give it to Zach for this Woo! one. All righty. Didn't think I, think I was going to get it. Zach, honestly. Even though I would purchase probably both of these games because they both sound really good. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I didn't think I was going to get it on that one, honestly. I honestly, no, like I, one of the ideas that I was thinking of doing was like trying to figure out a way of making a racing game an RPG. But we, I, oh, we've, we've, we, we've had two times where we've basically pitched the same game. <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, I, I couldn't figure a way to make it come together, so I just kind of abandoned that sort of line of thinking and then just went strictly RPG. Honestly, it's the one thing that I think Forza Horizon uh, misses out on uh, is it gets more and more away from that, whereas it, the very yeah. first Forza Horizon, you actually like raced against specific opponents, and they were almost like bosses and stuff. And like I... I kind of want some of that to come back. I'd love to see like a story with like their driving is the best driving on the market. Like as far as driving games go, in my yeah. opinion, I'd love to see them add in like a story to it. It'd be so cool. But mm -hmm. all right. So that's it for horrible arena. Uh, what do you think, Neil? Should we let Logan pick this one or do you want to take it? I, mean, uh, I know well, you have an if, idea, but let's, let's see if Logan has one to keep with the theme of it all. But if he doesn't have 
one, that's fine. I okay. can uh, throw mine out there. Do you uh, do you uh, do you have a criteria for us for next week, there, Logan? Criteria for next week. Yeah. Okay. I I want okay to to keep with the theme of the show. I want a game that also has streamer elements, like that the chat Ooh. can connect with the game and have some some type of gameplay where they can switch up the game for the streamer. That's a new one, too. I don't think we've ever done that one, have we, Neil? No, we have not. We have not done okay. uh, anything like that. I'm kind of excited for this. I have never, I've never really considered this, but this kind of opens up a lot of possibilities. So I am very down for a, a stream game. So uh, next week, we will be pitching a streamer-integrated game. And uh, then the week after that, Neil, it'll be back to you because I'm out of guests at this point. All righty. Right. <laughs> Horrible Gaming Podcast. Uh, All right, everybody. That brings us to the end of the show, which brings with it the shameless self-promotion. Uh, Logan, we'll go to you first, man. Plug it up, buddy. Night 645 on Twitch. You can find me there. Uh, just like I said, everything else is based off that. My Discord's on there. We we got we got a good we got a good Discord, and you do it's a pretty good Discord. I haven't posted on YouTube in like a while, so but you can also check me out there, and then I'm also on Twitter. Okay, um, uh, Neil, your turn. Yes, well, um, I just want to thank everybody who has watched my most recent terrible talk. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, and at 91 views yeah, it's so a good one. in the past week. And it, it's dropped off, of course, which I knew it would. Yeah. Um, I My goal for this, I will be so pleased if I can get to 100. So uh, if anyone hasn't watched it yet or has, you know, hasn't shared it, anything like that, if you want to just throw it out there wherever, you know, go ahead. I put a lot of time into this and... Uh, Given how it turned out and the reception to this one, I'm so excited to do my next one uh, whenever that happens. I'm already starting to kick around ideas in my head and everything, and I think that at least what I'm thinking right now is going to turn out really good. Uh, but outside of that, uh, we also do stupid things in Halo, uh, <laughs> which uh, has been an absolute joy to do. Honestly, yeah. that's one of the things. I don't even care about the viewership count. It is just stupid fun uh, and stupid dumb things that happens on Thursday. It's very uh, it's very much you, you and I's Borderlands 330. Like it, it yes, really it, is. It's just it, it's just two guys playing Halo and just having uh, just way more fun than they should. Yeah, I I especially can't wait until we get into the later games yeah. when they really open up. But yeah, yeah that's uh, that's about everything that I got. Uh, okay. How about yourself? Well, first of all, I want to extra plug Logan because Logan did voice work for OMGW, um, and that's going to be the first thing I plug because right now uh, it. If you're listening to this on audio, it came out yesterday. If you're watching this on YouTube, it came out two days ago. But OMGW, our finale, our season finale, part two of our season finale came out on Monday. And then our big finale is next Monday. And uh, I, I can't tell you how much work I put into that show and how much I love doing it. And Logan, you were a phenomenal voice in it. Thank you so much for, for doing Logan the VP. Hey, no, no problem. No problem. My pleasure. Uh, um, so 
that would be my my big plug since Neil already nailed uh, Halo Infinite Road. Uh, but as far as anything else, you could check us out on Facebook at Old Man Gaming DH. You could check us out on Twitter at Old Man Gaming Nine. You can of course join our Discord. The link will be in the description below, and you can influence this and all of our shows from there. And we just like to talk to you. And please, if you love us, click the like, click the subscribe, turn the bell on if you like us that much. And uh, as long as you guys keep watching and listening to these, we will keep making them. Uh, if for no other reason than because Neil and Phil spend too much money on it. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. We'll see. Zach, breaking news what? just now. Just now, breaking news. You can tack this in to the oh, show no. if you want uh so cyberpunk 2077 character creation overview they have shown all of the different things that you can do to your character uh i'm just gonna touch on a few of them the uh fun ones i guess uh there are three different types of nipples uh, there is a breast. There is a breast size slide slider, yeah. as well as two types of penises. I didn't know that yes. there were multiple types. Good, the good. Dick and Balls game comes types. through, and a, a a penis size slider as well. Oh my! Uh, God. There's only one type of vagina or none, and none? Uh, a butt size slider as well as five different pubic hair types oh my god can good, i have good, a good, vagina good. and a penis i oh I, man i'm excited now you can't i'm there's excited now that says that you can't i this is this is wild i gotta look this up yeah there's, there's a definitely. lot of there are a lot of other <laughs> Uh, other things too, customization options that have been uh, that are described in this, but like, this, well, who cares? Wow, I can make my penis <laughs> giant. Like, who the hell cares if I got purple hair? I can decide to have a vagina. Like, oh, that's that's the lead there, guys. I can pick my nipple size. I'm gonna have giant areolas and just draggy balls. Like, it's gonna be wonderful. God, I can't okay. wait for this game. I was about to say, you guys have to say something because now I look really crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> We've oh, talked about this. this We've game. talked about this. I mean, this. there's there's like there's like normal stuff too. Of yeah, course, you yeah. Know. There's, I'm there's very excited about that game too. I think six skin types, 35 hairstyles, 17 eye types, 8 eyebrow types, 17 mouths, 17 jaws, 17 ear types, 9 cyberware options, 10 scar options, 7 facial tattoos, 12 piercing options, 5 sets of teeth, all Eight I keep, all I keep hearing style. is penis and boob slider, just over and I mean, over again. Yeah, that's all I mean I that's I keep on hearing. there too. Six, six lip makeup options. Penis and boob slider. Types. Penis and boob five slider. Body tattoos. Penis and boob the, slider. I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> all of it. The the one that threw me for a loop that shouldn't have surprised me was the five pubic hair types. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Like, like landing strip versus just like crazy bushman like i don't understand Which i'm sure i'm sure that's what it is but i honestly i want a flat ironed option <laughs> oh, i can man. already see the mods now oh the mods are gonna be in it easy. mod community is gonna <laughs> be going crazy man you you gotta i wonder how in-depth fucking is in this game then like i mean if all right boys i gotta take off <laughs> 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 like i mean I seriously if they're gonna put that many balls and vagina things in this like 
it's got to be like, I mean, that's the only time you'd see it. It's a first person game. Right. Now I'm actually kind of worried that we made him feel awkward. <laughs> Did he actually leave? <laughs> he literally. Left. Oh man. He for real left. <laughs> oh man. 